Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Fun show today. We're broadcasting from Killer Burger in Westland, Oregon, the mean streets of Westland. If you are nearby, we are broadcasting all the way to 6 o'clock. We're giving away Blazers tickets. We got two tickets that are courtside seats to the Blazers Clippers game on March 30th. Uh, stop by. We've also got some uh, WWE tickets that we're giving away as well. And Killer Burger has its great menu. Of course, uh, great burgers, great beer. It's the burger your mama warned you about. And uh, the soccer team that your mama warned you about are the University of Portland Pilots. Nick Harlan Voigt has been uh, nothing short of fantastic coaching this team. You talk about all-conference players, big performances. Uh, the uh, Pilots have a big-time opportunity coming up. Uh, this weekend, and I wanted to bring Nick on to talk about it. If you're looking for something to do, University of Portland men's soccer is, is uh, obviously got it going on. Nick, uh, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me, John. Hope you're doing well. Sounds like uh, I should be there having a burger with you in West Lynn. I know. We've been hanging out. What will we be talking about? What's going on in the world of NCAA soccer? Yeah, we're in uh, you know the, the playoffs now, so knockout football. Uh, first round was yesterday. We earned a bye, so we're there. Round of 32. Uh, winner goes to the Sweet 16. Five o'clock on Sunday, we play Oregon State, who finished second in the in the Pac-12, and they're a very very good program and, and a very good team as well. They made the Elite Eight in, in 2021, and we made the Elite Eight last year. So two really strong teams with strong identities. It should be a really good college soccer game for the fans out there. Yeah, on Sunday, um, you know, obviously this is a big one for you guys. But, you know, I've, I've kind of been following you guys a little different this year. I, it's odd, but I've been seeing you a lot on social media. Your team's doing a good job because I'm, I'm watching goals. I feel like I'm getting to know the players a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. When you score a lot of goals, there's a lot of things to post. So, you know, right now we're second in the country in goals. We're number one in every major uh, stat, both on offense and defensive side of the ball in our league. And, in about every you know major statistical category uh, and attacking side of the ball in the country, we're in the top three or four. So uh, we have 45 goals on the year. We've had a lot of guys have breakout seasons. Jacob Babalai is leading our league in goals with 12. Bubba Fofana has nine. Uh, we have the midfield player of the year, Nick Fernandez. I think Sebastian Nava is, is also equally as capable. Uh, so we have a really, really balanced team. And on the left wing, Samori Powder has six goals, and Muslim Umar has four goals. So... Uh, to top that off, I think we have the best right back in the country, Kevin Bonilla, who's second in the country in assists. And more than just a soccer, like these guys are, are, are real student-athletes. They go to class. Uh, they do things the right way. They're going to get their degree. They have big dreams to be pros. But, you know, in our program, it's character first. And uh, these guys represent our program, our institution, in a first-class manner. you got Sunday, 5 o'clock, Merlot Field. You will be hosting uh, ticket punched. Uh, give us an idea. You know, you, the bracket comes out. Where do your eyes go on the bracket? Well, we were the number one RPI team in the country. Um, we were 10. Uh, the top 16 seed is a little bit different than March Madness, uh, where everyone plays in the first round. 
so the first 16 teams get a bye. And I, and I thought we had earned that. We had uh, four top 40 wins in the country. Uh, we had really good form in our last eight games. Uh, we had beaten a lot of uh, you know teams already selected for the tournament. So I was hopeful, but until you see your name called, you don't know if you're going to be playing on Thursday or Sunday. So, you know, last year when we went to Oregon State, they had the bye, and, and we went there, we beat Riverside in the first round, and they had to go travel there, and it was, it was a really tight game, and we ended up winning 2-0, and then that helped us get to the Sweet 16 for the first time in program history at Merlot Field. We got to host that game. They've been to the Sweet 16 before. Uh, so, yeah, earning games at Merlot, I, I feel like the team is, has earned the right to play at home. And, you know, we love playing at home. We love our field. We love our crowd. We love our student section, the Village Drum Squad. Shout out there. Uh, the community is going to rally behind us. I, I know we got to sell that place out. So bring your friends, bring your friends' friends, bring your neighbors, bring your neighbors' friends, bring your church group, bring your youth group. Like, come on out. It's 5 o'clock, perfect for families. Uh, if you haven't been to Merlot Field, one of the best venues in, in, in all of the country to watch a collegiate soccer game. And you're going to see some really good players on, on both teams and, and some guys that, quite honestly, are going to be playing at the next level. Some to the MLS we sent to last year uh, and then some, you know, in the minor leagues. But uh, these guys, they, they play the right way. I think we're a fun team to, to watch. We're attractive. Uh, we're a ball possession-based team. And so is Oregon State. So it, it's two teams that uh, want to play football and, I think that always leads to a very exciting match. Give me an idea because, you know, there'll be some fan bases that say, hey, don't get on the bandwagon. But I have found, like, look, my job sometimes as a columnist and a radio show host is to jump on the bandwagon. You guys, you made a run. You know, you've made a run before. Does this team have a run in it as you look at kind of where they are? Yeah, I mean, I think we're one of 32 teams that wake up today in the country and we're still alive. So, you know, we're not just happy to be here. We want to win one game at a time. And, and right now the focus is on Oregon State. is a team that finished second in the Pac-12. And so all of our energy and intention is, is one game at a time. That's been our whole mantra all year, 1-0 mindset. And, uh, you know, we got to play that game. And um, we've been in the tournament five of the last seven years. You know, like we, we've been in so many, quote-unquote, Power 5 schools uh, that I think, you know, we're starting to get some respect. But we also know we have to earn everything. We're the only team in the lead eight last year that didn't start in the top eight in the country last year. Um, we've been in the top 15, top 10 in the country half the year, we've been as high as five in the country. So whether you've been on the bandwagon, you've been day one believer, or now you just find out about us, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll take your support. And, um, you know, I, again, I think it's an exciting, even if you're an Oregon State fan, I think it's an exciting time just for the state of Oregon uh, to come out and watch two of the best teams in the country go toe-to-toe. Yeah, I think it's great, too. You get two teams that have uh, been in this thing before and made noise before. Nick Carlin Voigt with us, University of Portland men's soccer coach. Again, uh, Sunday, 5 o'clock, they will be hosting Oregon State at Merlot Field, NCAA tournament game. And for people who haven't seen the NCAA tournament in, in action, I mean, these are the best college soccer players in the country. We've got two great teams in this region. It's. A, I think it's a really good opportunity, especially if you you know if you want to expose your kids to uh, high level college soccer. This is a great place to see it. Nick, give me an idea. You know this program. Where is it now versus maybe when you walked in the door? What are you most proud about when you when I say that in the growth of the program? Well, I think obviously the history of the program is is, is really rich and. Uh, we respect the past, everything that's come before us, uh, everything that was built before us is something that we honor and talk about. I, I told the guys earlier this week, like, if it wasn't for Portland 
being UCLA in the 88 playoffs and, and, and Mr. Merlo being there, we would never have uh, the stadium that we have today. So, you know, winning changes your life when you make runs. That 88 team hit a Final Four run. And, um, you know, I think the program has, has been very consistent and stable and in a very in a very unstable and inconsistent climate in youth soccer, you know, because there's never been more pro teams. You know, I think people thought we were going to be down a little bit this year. If you, if you look at how many guys we lost, you know, we lost too early to the MLS. Reigning WCC player of the year, Brandon Cambridge, went to Charlotte, and then Delance Pierre. Those guys are both juniors. They had one more year of eligibility, but they got first-team contracts. And, you know, Jose almost has stepped up for Delance in a really nice way, and Bubo Fofana has probably been the breakout player of the year. You know, he's second in the conference in points. And, you know, and so like, it's next-man-up mentality. We, we have a deep team here. Uh, it's not just an 11. There's guys that come off the bench that, that are going to have bigger roles next year, but also – you know, like last year, Muslim Umar came off the bench in the Oregon State match, and he was probably man of the match, and he helped win us the game. So uh, we very much believe in this one team, one goal, one family mi- mindset and, and philosophy that, that we're all in this together, uh, and, and the star is really the team. And so it's very much like a collective approach where, you know, the sum is greater than the, the whole of its parts. And, and we want to just continue to, you know, one, attract uh, the best players in the country because, you know, for our grass field, our relationship with Nike being here in Soccer City, USA, uh, the game model, the style of play, I, I think when, when recruits watch us play, like, it's exciting. It's exciting to be part of it. It's exciting to score goals on Merlot Field. It's exciting to play in front of your peers. And, uh, you know, soccer is, is, is really rich history. And so... Uh, given the program a jolt of energy and, and getting really good players and then seeing guys like Benji Michelle and Ray Ortiz and Brandon Cambridge, you know, go on to major league soccer in, in Europe, you know, makes me really proud. And I think it creates a pathway for the next guys, you know, the Kevin Bonillas and the Nick Fernandeses and the Jacob Babalize, who, you know, by the way, was a walk-on right here from West Lynn. And uh, he's turned into be one of the best strikers in the country. And so I like the fact we have Oregon, Oregonian products on the field, that we have a strong base of American players. You know, Nick Denley grew up with FC Portland. He started for us at left back. Jacob Babel, I walked onto the team, and he's had the weight his turn, and, and he's doing really well now. And so um, I think you see a lot of, uh, you know, top young men who, who have a future beyond it, but, like, you know, we want them to, to love playing for Portland, love winning for Portland. And whether they play one year or ten years in the pro, like, this is, this is a really pure form of a team, and, and they're playing for each other. It's a brotherhood. They're spending, you know, so much time together outside of the classroom, outside of the field. That The community that we've built here, I'm, I'm so proud of, and I think that the alumni and the coaches who, who've been here before us would also be proud of, of what these guys represent. So that and, makes me the most proud, regardless of the result. I love it. And, I, you know, how do you not get behind a walk-on who is uh, one of the best offensive players in the country? University of Portland will be hosting on Sunday. You have no excuse. You got football on Saturday. You got football, high school football on Friday night. I love that this event is not conflicting with all that stuff, Nick. You have a wide open stage for Sunday, 5 o'clock, Merlot Field. Oregon State playing at the University of Portland in the men's NCAA tournament in soccer. Nick, good luck to you. Let's keep the karma going. Why don't we have you back on next week? That would be great. That would be great. Come on, support us. We're purple if, if your heart desires, and uh, show up regardless. I think it's going to be a fun game, and uh, it's a good advertisement for college soccer and, and soccer in Oregon. So come support, uh, come support us. Nick Carlin-Voigt, thank you. Great stuff. That's a team you can get behind. 
We are at Killer Burger. We've got uh, one more segment of radio. We're going to talk about the college football games that are taking place on Saturday. That's tomorrow. Kind of snuck up on me this week. I was thinking about this remote broadcast. Obviously, on Tuesday, I was in, I was in the, the great city of Colfax, Washington, reporting about the Pac-12. Uh, University of Washington yesterday, by the way, uh, issued uh, their uh, argument to the uh, appellate court in the state of Washington. Oregon State has filed a brief today asking for the uh, Supreme Court in the state of Washington to accelerate the court proceedings there and make their appeal rule sooner rather than later. There's obviously a transfer portal issue on December 4th that would negatively impact Oregon State and Washington State. But we have a bunch to talk about in the final segment of today's show. We had, what did we have in hour one? We had people threatening to wrestle each other. We had, uh, we had uh, in hour two, we were talking a lot about uh, Boise State and the Mountain West Conference and Oregon State and how that might fit together. Uh, but hour three in this final segment, we will not only draw the winner of the Blazers tickets, we will... Uh, We'll talk about the college football games coming up on Saturday. you got the bald-faced truth. I'm broadcasting from Killer Burger in West Lynn. Leave it here. I don't know if you care about the court proceedings in uh, the Supreme Court of the state of Washington, but Oregon State and Washington State today had filed a motion asking the Supreme Court in the state of Washington to expedite their schedule for their decision on the uh, the whole ruling of uh, the Pac-12, uh, you know, getting control, giving control of the board to Oregon State and Washington State, uh, that has been that court has granted the motion. I think a lot of people just want to know what the ultimate verdict's going to be. And on Tuesday, a judge in uh, Colfax, Washington, ruled that Oregon State and Washington State should have the only two board seats. Now that is in the Supreme Court in the state of Washington, and it looks like the Supreme Court is going to expedite that which helps everybody because the transfer portal opens december 4th and even the the clerk for the supreme court in the state of washington noted in her response that um that the uh the ruling on the emergency motion will be issued by december 4th so uh that argument apparently from washington state and oregon state getting the attention of the supreme court in the state of washington stevens popped in here we're going to kick around the games of the weekend uh, all, but Scott in Portland has called in. He wants to give a shout-out for something. Scott, what do you want to give a shout-out for? Go ahead. You have the floor. Hey, Scott. Hey, John. I just wanted to give a shout-out to that UOP soccer coach, Nick. I met him at uh, Rose City Taqueria in North Portland right after he was hired. <laughs> he it. went out to his car and got uh, nickels and quarters to pay his bill. Uh, he had three players with him. And that guy is like the Sean McVay of college uh, soccer. I mean, the job that he's done coming in there, he, I was uh, not saying he's a no-name, but he's really upheld the tradition that Clive Charles set there. And uh, he's an impressive guy and uh, just wanted to give the shout-out. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's a folksy story right there, getting change out of your car to pay the bill. We can all relate to that. Uh, you know, whether you're doing that today or you did that long ago, uh, you probably have a story like that. Uh, Stephen, let's turn our attention to the Pac-12 games this weekend, uh, and including... We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Baltimore... Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but 
If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.